Hello and welcome to episode 4 of the Hatters Chatters podcast. Apologies for the lack of episodes over the past three weeks. However, due to unforeseen circumstances, we've only been able to upload this podcast recorded after the Bromley game now. Thanks for your support as always, and enjoy. Welcome to episode four of the Hatters Chatters podcast in association with Hatters Masters. Uh, I am joined today by Kieran and Frank making uh, returns uh, to the podcast with uh, with Ben Ben McCoy um, taking a break. Um, let's kick things off with kickoff last week, Yeovil in the FA Cup, where we some may argue we were perhaps slightly fortuitous to. Uh, to get into the next round, would uh, would you agree with that, Frank? Slightly fortuitous. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. I mean, you know, from the sounds of it, um, we we played a game where we were we were we were pretty lucky, really. And I say lucky, you know, after not playing for you know three three and a half weeks, even. I mean, the last time we played in the national league um, up today, I think, was Halloween. So. We haven't we hadn't played for ages coming up to that, and I think what really tops off the win is Connor Jennings getting his, getting his first goal for the club, um, because I feel like it was taking a while to settle. And you you know you know what maybe now you know he, he could go now and and have some absolutely terrible games in the next five games, but I I I doubt that very much. Um, I feel like hopefully in the next few games he's going to um, come out and that performance against Yeovil will inspire his next few games, hopefully. Beautiful. Kieran, what, uh, what are your thoughts on your uh, bill last week? To say, we were fortuitous, maybe, but I also think we definitely deserve to beat Yeovil. Um, I mean, you look at what they created, really. Obviously, I know they scored twice, had a penalty, but I'm, like, I've, I'm biased, obviously, but I watched that penalty shout again. No, don't think it's a penalty at all. So, if they if they had scored from that, I would have said we were very unlucky to go out. But then also we've had our fair share of luck in the FA Cup, considering we did sort of get knocked out in the um, fourth qualifying round, and then Chesterfield sort of made a bit of boo boo. Um, but yeah, I think we were overall we were the better team against Yeovil. Um, you couldn't you couldn't really tell that we hadn't played in like what three and a half weeks. You couldn't you couldn't really tell that because we looked strong. We started to tire at the end, but then. Players are trained for 90 minutes. 120 is always going to tie them out. And yeah, just very, as um, Frank said, very glad um, Connor got his goal because as much as he's been very good, you can tell he's, ne- he's needed a goal just to get himself sort of up and going. And then if you watched him today, I thought, like, which we'll get onto later, I thought it was excellent again, which sort of just shows how much a goal can do for someone's confidence. Yeah, completely agree. I would say we're slightly. It's weird because we were. I don't think it was a pen, but we were lucky that Ben saved the pen. Although it didn't look like that number six had a lot of technique in his locker, because from the way he ran, I think it was from the way he did his uh, run up. I think it was fairly obvious that he was going to go to Ben's left. I mean, I'm a keeper. I'd have gone, I'd have gone, I'd, from his body, from his body language, I'd have gone the same way. I'd done the same so, as well. 
uh, and sadly, it's a bit of trouble as well between um, Warby and the striker. Yeah, um, I, heard I don't that. think there was. I don't think that there was much of an argument going on. I, I, I don't think that Warby put up much of an argument with him. But I think at the same time, you know, you're the you've just scored against your old club. Um, you know, you're going into a penalty, and you've got to think there. You know, you're, you're the mm. player you've played at a higher level. It, you've got to think really. I'm taking this penalty. Um, and that's not me saying to Warby, um, you know, you should have taken a penalty. Um, uh, I'm not, I'm not, it's not a criticism of him, but, you know, when, when the team's... Well, I think in the last podcast we talked about Yeovil and we talked about um, how maybe Yeovil will be coming in up and firing and really wanted to speak to us. And, yeah, we saw that a bit. But, you know, Yeovil should be coming to us and they shouldn't be arguing. They should be a team. They should... They've all got the same thing that they want to do. Get to the FA Cup third round. And they would have got West Ham if they'd worked together. So when players are arguing like that, if I was a Yeovil fan, I'd be fuming, personally. Mm. And, well, we have, we have Ben on Twitter saying that my Warburton was meant to take it as well. Like, yeah. that's confirmed by Matty. So, well, I think... It's a weird one because it's a weird one because I, I listened to their manager's interview and he said it was always going to be the number six who did take the pen. So who's lying? Who's, who's telling porkies? You know what I mean? Who is it? Is 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 Sar lying to keep his, you know, to keep to keep I, his I job intact? I would guess. Um, I, I believe. Yeah, I believe the players. I mean, uh, uh, a leader um, is always going to try to make it out. Um, that everyone that he's supposed to be organising is in harmony with each other, when in reality, you know, it seems like they're almost certainly not. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, on, the, on that performance last week, I don't think it was particularly great, but we, we got over the line, if you know what I mean. Um, it was annoying to concede after one minute, but I think that may have just had the the, the, the three-week break on us, mm-hmm. Warby especially scoring. The equaliser, great, great feat from Crowsdale, if you remember, and a great pen by Rooney. Switched it up, put it down the middle. Uh, keeper obviously did his research because he went that he went the way that uh, John Rooney normally goes. Uh, second goal corner, I can imagine Jim Gannon would have been furious with that. He don't like conceding from set plays. Uh, what was the what was the equaliser? Ash Palmer. Yeah, yeah. What's onside? Definitely onside. It's a wonder there. goal. Don't know what you're on about. Thirty yards. Yeah. <laughs> Tapping from on the line. It's roughly, I'll take that any day, you know. Earn it, earn it. Up, up uh, Stadpat, Stadpat. Uh, is it Stadpat? Yeah, Stadpat. Yeah. yeah, yeah Stadpat, Stadpat, because that's like what thirteen. That's, like that. that's like thirteen goals in just over a hundred games for a centre back. Pretty good, I think. Very, very good. good. Pretty good. That'll do me nicely. Yeah. And then uh, obviously the winner, fantastic cross by Jamie Stott. Oh, it's superb, cross. Uh, 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 Connor diving had her limbs in my uh, in my front room. But yeah, no, yeah, um, great stuff to see. And West Ham has a bit of a reward. I'll I'll be having that. Issue is, don't know if you. Issue is probably the only time in my life I will ever see a 11k full EP. Oh, we won't be able to see it unless unless here's change. I I I think. I feel now. No, I'm not a government representative um, by any means. I, I think that the people listening to the or watching the podcast, um, which is available on uh, YouTube, Spotify, and multiple <laughs> services, just to include that in. In fact, if you're watching it or listening to it now, you're probably listening on one of those things. Funnily <laughs> enough, um, but um, what what I was going to say um, 
is that if um oh I, I seem to have forgotten what I was going to say. <laughs> there we go i've i've i'm not sorry to the listeners there that, that it, it's not a regular occurrence we're a very professional podcast um so yeah I, I think by the sounds of it uh andy burnham wants us to go into tier two on the 16th of december when the next review day is and i think that when you look at the cases going down, momentum's going our way. I mean, we were we were already lower in cases than the rest of Greater Manchester, and now that the rest of the country is also going down, fingers crossed, they let fans because you know I was thinking um, before they let fans in this week, oh, two thousand fans will it really be that good? But but in all honesty, you know, I, I was watching the highlights of the Brentford game before, um, and just hearing the fans just oh. It's, it'd be so good if we were let in. It'd be What's marvelous. That Brentford, Brentford game. What Gianluca Harvin scoring? Was that was that the game? Uh, I think so. Brentford. Im- I can't imagine that they're top of the champions in the championship. No, it's incredible to think where um, they were when. That's because we were... they've run that club right. That's because they've run the club very correctly. I mean, to so, look at Brighton as another example. I remember about roughly 10, 12 years ago when we went to Brighton last day of the season away. They were if they if we'd beat them, they would have possibly got relegated from League One down into League Two. Now yeah. they're a solid Premiership team, you know. Yeah. Shows how a well-run club. Yeah. Is. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think, I don't think. I mean, you know, I I haven't talked to any Brentford fans personally, but from the looks of it, you know, on the pitch, looking at the new ground they've got, not much has been put around. Put, um, wrong by their owner. Um, you, you know, just seeing that—that's where we want to be. I think that's yeah. uh, obviously, you know, trying to get into the Premier League. Maybe, maybe not. Um, but certainly getting to the Championship and being a, a stable team. I think that's Mark Stott's vision, and that'd yeah. be that'd be so. What good. I'll say about Brentford is that they've actually reduced their stadium capacity compared to Griffin Park. And it's all, I can't remember the reasoning behind it, but I don't know the reasoning behind it, but they're putting the money towards um, finding foreign talent, which is what they're incredibly good at, um, which is a credit to them. Yeah. Yeah. But anyhow, um, West Ham. Yeah, sorry, back to West Ham. Do you reckon we've got a chance? Easy. Easy. (laughs) I think we've got, I don't think we'll win, but I think we'll certainly give them a game. I feel like we would have had a better chance if we could have had, like you were saying, like full pass to the edge of the box. Because I, oh, I don't know if the review was old enough to go at the time, but I remember us having a sellout against Carlisle when we nearly got relegated to the conference. Oh, yeah. A very long time ago. But, um, and you just felt like the atmosphere was absolutely incredible, even though obviously we'd lost and we got relegated, one of them, but we didn't, so it's fine. They, they went up as champions, we stayed up, it was all good. But the yeah. atmosphere adds so much to um, to a game, and especially for us, because we are, and obviously we're not the ma- the biggest team ever, but we've certainly got great fans. And I mean, you kind of have to be a great fan to stick around with us when we're playing in the National League North. Yeah. So having, having the fans there will be a huge help if the government obviously lets them. Yeah. Well, we're pushing forward, and I'd, ex- I'd expect similar performances to Rochdale and Bromley today, where... We'd probably have little of the ball, and it'd just be backs to the walls. But 
I feel like when that's our scenario, that's normally when we thrive. I know, I know, Rec, I know, um, I know, Wrexham, Bromley, and and uh, Rochdale are all completely different. Or West Ham will probably play <laughs> Sebastian Haller, maybe, or or Jared Bowen, or Yarmolenko, or just someone of that Premier League quality. But backs to the wall, get Keno man marking Jared Bowen, and I've got a lot of faith in that personally. Keno marked one of the newbies out of the game, but I, I, I back Keno. I back Keno. I, I agree. I I do that. I'll take take the game to them. You know, um, we've I mean, my score prediction. I'll put it on the table now. I I can imagine it being maybe four or five two, um, but I think that we will. Because I think we will score goals. You know, they're starting a few young players. Presumably, you know, it, it's on January the ninth. We're thinking a bit ahead here, obviously, but. Uh, you know, it, say you've got 2,000 fans in the grounds. Um, I honestly feel that John Rooney's got... He's on double figures already at this stage of the season. I feel like he's got the ability to to score against them. You know, I see... I, you know, I, I've got a theory with goalkeepers. I, I feel like Ben Hinchley could could play in the Premier League. I'm not joking. I, that's, I, I'm honestly not joking. Who would you rather have in the team at the moment? Ben Hinchley or Jordan Pickford? I, I, I'd pick Ben Hinchley any day of the week. Jordan Pickford is also a bad example, but I yeah, I get your point. Yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> that's a very uh, very um, thing. That's a very far out claim, which I probably yeah. would die. I probably disagree with it. Um, although no, Ben has featured in a Premier League match once. Well, I say featured, he was on the bench and he didn't play, but it was during Derby's eleven point season. I think we lost six nil Liverpool, either home or away or both. It was one of them. Um, ah. He's been on the bench, so I can't, can't knock him. I can't knock. I can't knock. I can't knock him. I am. Um, I do feel feel like some of our players though have. Okay, maybe saying the ability. You know, I don't think that Jordan Keane is going to be is going to be taking anyone's position at Liverpool um, or you know any of the top six for that matter. Um, no disrespect to Jordan Keane because um, he's been absolutely immense the past few games. Um, however, I do feel as though we can take that. That was my point initially. I, I feel as though we can certainly take the game to them. Um, you know, defend backs the wall stuff like that. To be honest, whatever Jim picks to do, he's an experienced manager. Wh- whichever game he chooses to play against them, you know, let's just enjoy it. Mm. My my worry is with West Ham doing fairly well at the minute. So obviously, I know obviously they lost to United the day we're recording this, but they're still seventh in the Prem. And with the bottom four or five looking how they are, I think West Ham are pretty much safe, honestly. So my worry is, for the FA Cup, like um, Moyes might think, right, we've got a good chance of winning this, let's try and get to the semis and then put out a ridiculous... Because if they put out a full-strength team, as much as I love our team, we will get battered. Mm. Well, I don't know because I think Moisey. It depends who West Ham have got around there because there's no way Moisey put. Out, there's no way Moisey would put out a full strength team against us. I think whatever team, whatever team he puts out against us, I think we'll lose two 0 to. Whether it be youth or that, because we'll, what we'll do is we'll work heavy on set pieces. Probably that's what mm. we probably do. We work heavy on set pieces, but I still think we'd probably lose two two nil or two one. But I cannot see because it'd be. It wouldn't make sense for Moisey to put out a full-strength side against a Vanarama National League team who would have just had, who would have just played 
Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, all the way through December. I can't, I can't see that happening under no circumstance. I hope not. I hope not. I don't, I don't know. He surely can't. Moisey, I mean, put it this way, if he puts out a full-strength team, I'd consider it a mark of respect. Because yeah, if that's yeah, worried about, about us, that's about us. back as well, Stott and Palmer. Uh, yeah, they'll be back by then. They'll be back yeah, by then. They, they yeah. should be. As long as Stott doesn't get any more nickels before then, uh, I think we should be. Because, yeah. I mean, they're not essential. You know, we managed to keep a clean sheet today without them, uh, which, you know, is credit to the um, depth of our squad. Um, but you'd rather have Palmer and Stott in your team than not. Yeah, I'd rather even, even oh. just have the option to have them is yeah. always good. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'll probably be back in a week or two. Like, from yeah, what I agree. Saying, doesn't seem like the long-term injuries. So, yeah. Just before I, I want to get on Bromley, before, just before I want to get on to Bromley, um, Niall Bell has departed on loan uh, to Halifax Town, where he scored. Uh, well, he hit the bar on his debut, and he scored uh, at the Shea in their five-one, five-two win over Barnet midweek. I want to say. I think we called in the po- in either podcast one or podcast two. I think we said that we wanted Niall out on loan, so now we've got it. Yeah. Uh, how do we reckon he'll fare there? I think it's a season-long loan. He's already got one goal. What do we? How many goals do we reckon he'll? Not only short term. I'm, um, I think I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think it's a more short-term one. I think it would depend. No, no. I think it would depend on when Britain's expires, and Britain's is in January. I think Britain's is in January. Well, the thing is, if there's probably the option there to make it. A yeah. I think for now. The idea is Britain will stay with us till January, roughly, and then Bell will come back, I assume, unless someone mm. else is signed or Britain. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, see, Britain has a hard job because I've noticed in the Chesterfield game, the. No, sorry, it was in the. Which game was it? The Rochdale game, actually. It was, yeah, it might have been Rochdale. Rochdale, and today, he comes on with 15 minutes left to chase dead balls, if you know what I mean. Yeah. He gets nothing, if you know what I mean. And I, I, find, I find it like not fair on him because I want to see what he can do as a footballer as opposed yeah, to sure. someone who just to see the game up. But I understand Jim's tactical decision. I'd rather play Richie Bennett than Louis Britton. I'm not going to lie. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's a thankless task for him, isn't it? But then it's also, at the minute, can you really drop Richie Bennett when he's so... He can't, he's fantastic. And then Reed, Reed's got three and four games. You're not dropping a striker who scored three yeah. even if well, it took about half time today. But. Yeah, no, but that was that would that, that would have been a tactical yeah. decision. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sh- obviously, yeah. Uh, but you could see the way the game was going. He was gonna, he was always gonna make that decision. But the thing is, I, I was sitting there and I was calling for Thomas to go off a minute and come on, but I completely forgot a gymism, which is he doesn't make straightforward subs. He doesn't do it. He doesn't. He, he changed the whole dynamic. He went from a three-four-one-two. To a, a four-two-three-one, Kitchen went from winger to left back. Uh, James Jennings went from left centre back to well, actually left centre back as well. But you know what I mean. I honestly couldn't tell what formation we were playing in the second half for most of it. Because it yeah. seemed it seemed to be sort of like a four-four-one-one at times, but then Thomas Thomas at times was so deep. Yeah, and then both um, Kitchen and Jennings were also quite deep. So is, but. At the end of the day, yeah. who cares? Jim knows yeah. what he's doing, and we won. So yeah, we'll I feel like Jim. Oh, go on. Sorry, I feel like Jim sometimes um, plays players just, but by not because of positions, but the way that they can play. And I feel as though he sees Thomas as a player 
who can both attack and get back at the same time. And I think that Thomas sees it. You know, this is my idea. Right? I think that Thomas sees what Jim Jim thinks of him, which is a uh, not a, a utility player. You know, he's better than that, but a player who could go and attack, run down the wing, and then straight after that go back and defend. So I think I think that maybe it looks sometimes like Thomas is playing defensively, but I think it's down to the pattern of play as well. Whenever we're playing defensively as a team, Thomas you can bet we'll be playing defensively. And if we're playing attacking, yeah. he'll be going down the line and putting the crosses in. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I know a lot of people that have issues with um, with Thomas for not getting his crosses in, but that is not his purpose. His purpose is to win a corner. His purpose is to win a free kick. If the ball comes in, it'll get cleared away. You may as well get the corner. You know what I mean? It, mm. I can't think of one instance since he has joined where we have scored from an Adam Thomas cross. I think the only one that serves memory is Barnett away, our equaliser. Thomas puts a ball in, I think it's him. Mulhern holds their defender off and Osborne finishes. That's the only time it, anything like oh, that. Yeah. That's not his job. But right, let's go into Bromley, but in a more chronological order. Um, the team lineup today was somewhat interesting, but as you mentioned, Ash Palmer and Jamie Stott were absent. James Jennings, I was buzzing to see him today. New trim, new player. Absolute, I'm just so happy to see him play. I thought he was fantastic. I thought, I don't know about you, did you think? Yeah, I, thought, you know yeah, I was quite happy to see him play. He's not played um, as much as we might have thought this season because I know he's um, he's had a couple of um, niggling injuries and obviously Kitchen, who is, is pretty much his positional rival, has been absolutely excellent and pretty much undroppable. Frank? I, I think, you know, I, I agree with you, Alex. I, I, I think that James, you know, at the first, well, not first half, the first half of the season so far, he um, he was he was brilliant, James Jennings. And then I think he got an injury, didn't he? Um, it wasn't too big of an injury, but he did get an injury. Um, and since then, well, obviously he hasn't been playing. And I mean, hoping for ages is going to come in. Um, and it, it's hard for him. Uh for obvious reasons, because Kitching, then Kitching comes in and he's been absolutely unplayable. You know, Kitching against Chesterfield, what yeah. a performance from him there. I mean, he said in his post-match interview that he thought it was um, the best goal that he's ever scored. So, yeah. I think Kitching for the past few games has been a man in yeah. form. And yeah. um, it's nothing that he's done wrong that James Jennings comes down. He started anyway, didn't he, Kitching? Or, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. He started anyway. So, shows we can still use both at the same time uh but no james i really like james jennings as a player yeah jack riley called him his uh his player of this his signing of the summer i think which well, it now seems to be more understandable i never well, i did doubt it because he'd obviously played what dover and that was probably it so, so yeah oh pretty pretty good shift from james pleased to see the midfield trinity though is what really I love to see. Maynard, Rooney, and Jennings. That was fun. I don't know about you, but I was fantastic today. Maynard, he'd win the ball whenever they put the ball would be cleared. Rooney would just be there. Rooney'd be in the right position for the for the for the second goal. He was in the right position when when the ball was bouncing around on the edge of the penalty area. He'd hook it clear half, and Rooney would be there. He'd win the ball. He'd get it gone. Jennings just he looked he just looked so good. Jennings as numbers wise, Jennings hasn't been great. But he's just, he's just been great. The yeah. numbers say he hasn't, but the performances say he has. And I'm just, I was so happy to see that midfield three. That, that and, and yeah, yeah, I've got no more words. I don't know about you, but any thoughts on that midfield, gentlemen? 
I just think for, for Connor, it's not even just about working hard because I know for sometimes we say about Thomas, oh well, he may not be a skillful player, but he works hard. Um, and don't get me wrong, I think and he does his job perfectly. And Connor Jennings isn't doing the same job as Thomas. He's playing in a different position. But when Connor Jennings plays, it, it would be easy to to say now, oh well, well he's trying really hard. That that's the the best thing. It's not the numbers. It's the fact he's tried. But I don't think that's the thing to say because you see him with the ball and he's got vision. He knows what to do with it. You know, you see you see Lois Maynard win the ball in the midfield and then he turns um, straight away the acceleration, the power. No one can win the ball off him. Um, you know, it's like a HGV running running down the pitch. It's brilliant. Um, you know, he cuts in, he plays it um, to John Rooney um, and John Rooney comes in and he uses his skill Uh and then, it, you know, he plays it in for Con Jennings. He, he's got the vision. He sees the passes to play. I, 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 think, it's, I think it's really, really good. Um, I love the way we're playing at the moment, especially Conor Jennings, as I just said there. Yeah, I agree, really. Conor Jennings is just, he's such a good player. You can see why, obviously, recently, in recent years, he's obviously been tra- playing for Tranmere, who are in the league, because he is, he is a level above, like, most players at this level. Then I also think what's so great about the midfield trio, like as you've been saying, Maynard just does all the all the dirt, dirty work. Like I know it's not dirty; he's a clean player, but he does all the um, he does all like the gritty work. He'll get the ball. He'll play a nice simple pass. But then, cause cause Rooney knows he's got that security of um, Maynard being there. Rooney Rooney can just bomb forward, and obviously, yeah. I've seen it pay dividends so much this year from central midfield or depending on what formation playing either centre mid or the number 10 role he's got yeah. 10 goals already like yeah. if our strikers had that many we'd be saying that's amazing but he's not even a striker he's got 10 goals already yeah. well um jim jim made a comment jim wants to play him in the 10 but rooney don't want to you know what i mean rooney don't like playing in the 10 he's happy playing deeper and for, to have 10 goals already that's just that's that's something else that's just yeah just puts a smile on your face, considering last season our sort of goal scorer was Osborne with nine. Yeah. Already beaten it. We've already beaten it, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I, I, have to, I have to agree with Rooney, honestly. Because I feel like if we play um, if we play him at a ten, then where do you play Jennings? But if because yeah. Jennings is very creative, but Rooney, I, if, I don't know if you both know it, is so good at just coming from deep. And like, yeah. he's, he's very rarely picked up, which is surprising. I, I feel like, if I were a team in our league, I'd have someone pretty much man marking him. But he yeah, comes, yeah. like today, he just came into the box completely unmarked, and then yeah. you know, you know, he can score those. So if you have him deeper, he come in, no, no marking, go yeah. goal. He's easy. Yeah, simple. Yeah, absolutely. It's almost, it's almost like um, a relay race. You know, it, Lewis wins the ball, plays it. You know, really just in front. Um, sorry, sorry, by the way, Jim. If, you, I've definitely got all this completely wrong. So <laughs> I'm not a tactician, um, but you know Rooney wins the ball, and the way he runs, you know, it's, it's as you say, Kieran, it's it's a beauty to watch. Um, and yeah, I, I I just if this is how we're playing, you know, what would this be the equivalent of if we'd started in August? Um, probably prob- early October, maybe. Yeah. So I, if this is probably not even that, honestly. Probably, probably September, but yeah. if this is a how we're playing, only played about ten national league games, I think now. Um, I, I cannot wait to see how we're playing. You know, over Christmas, yeah. Yeah. Wrexham, 
got some really tough games. Uh, Wrexham's going to be hard. Hopefully, we're back in back in for them. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. Mm. Um, but I just I can't wait to see this team develop. Honestly, yeah, completely agree. Um, I would say today was a hard game. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, first half it was a bit backs to the wall. We got a goal, and then the chances just they became came quite heavy for them. I mean. I yeah. think that nearly cost us a goal. No, one thing that sorry, I just let me. So for me, the the one the first thing that annoyed me this game was we had two corners, both Mark Kitchen, both were rubbish. They broke and they should have scored if it weren't for Ben. That yeah. annoyed me. Yeah. And then what happened? We learned because then uh, Rooney Rooney went over and took the corner from that side. So yeah. that really yeah. frustrated me. Um, there was another thing. Ben nearly cost us a goal where he came flying out. The ball went past him. Hogan slips. He then he somehow makes a tackle whilst he's on the floor, ball breaks, and then James Jennings is there, cleared away, and oh my god, it was just that was orthodox, but the best. It was the yeah. I, I remember saying it was the best, worst defending I think I'd ever seen in my life because it was shocking, but we didn't concede. It was incredible. And then there was right at the end of the first half where it was cheeky. He literally missed an open goal, but I, I think it. It was hard for him to score. I think it came with a lot of power, and he wasn't mm. really prepared for it. So. Just oh, just a, that first half, I was just so angry. I was happy that we were winning, but we were just defensively a mess. And then we just we just solidified it. It was we solidified it in yeah. a phenomenal way. Um, it was the county of Wrexham, the county of Rochdale, where any ball in the box is headed away, it's kicked away, and then Rooney will pick it up and go. It's just defended so so well. Um, the closest chance they had in that second half was uh, was that rocket from thirty yards which oh, should, should have been in right at the end of the game. But one th- another thing that annoyed me, um, Neil Smith's comments, their manager, of this was a smash and grab. I don't know about you. Oh, but yeah, I saw yeah, that. Yeah. I completely disagree with that. I, I slightly disagree, but I also do see where he's coming from. I mean, on another day, on another day, we would probably take a point and with the performance, be happy with a point. I mean, you look at the chances they missed, you know, I mean, hit the post with that absolute rocket of a shot. You know, they had like one cleared off the line. They had a few breakaways. Ben just clawed it away from their striker. Missed a sitter from two yards. I think on an, on another day, on another day, we could have drawn that. But it's as a, I don't know, I can't remember who said it, but that's the sort of, I think it was Sam Byrne on Twitter said someone, he heard it say, someone say it for the radio. That's the sort of win of champions, you know. We, weren't, yeah. we played well, but we weren't at our best. Went to a very strong Bromley side, who I think will be in six. Yeah, they'll be they'll be up there at the end of the season. And we've gone away to them. We've got a two 0 win. You know what? What more could you ask for? Yeah, the smash and grab. The smash and grab comment. I I do see where he's coming, but I think if you'd have watched the game against Rochdale, watched our previous games last season, like Wrexham, like the Bromley game before, it isn't a smash and grab. It's just the way we defend. Yeah, yeah. And we were clinical as well. Like if they've been clinical, you know, they may have got points. I, I, I counted three shots that game, maybe four, and the two goals, one of which wasn't even a shot, and Jennings hitting the post. And oh, Reed missed. Reed missed a bit of a setter. Oh yeah, Reed's chance, but that was about it. I'd say. And that was enough. That was all we needed. And it's just, I don't know, I was just so happy to see it. Just um, need the goals. Yeah, give, give us some more goals. That's what we can ask yeah. for. Get the clean sheet, just entertain us, yeah. 
Well, I'd it's say... It's tame enough anyway. Yeah. yeah. What I'd say about it is that I, I wouldn't describe it as a smash and grab. As I say, I see where it's coming from, but I, I'd call it... Okay, yeah, if you were to dissect that expression, say that it smashes the goal uh, and the grab has taken away the three points, uh, and yeah, you know what, we scored two goals. But I wouldn't say that we grabbed it. I, I, it it's not like we, we've gone in there and we've nicked something. You know, we've 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 floated comfortably um, on on the surface um, of that two goal cushion yeah. uh, to to make it sound quite literate. Yeah. Um, you know, for the remaining what was it? Um, Twenty thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. Yeah. Sixty minutes. He scored. So I I think you you know you can say what you like about smash and grab. I, usually, you know, it doesn't really matter how you describe a match anyway, because if you get the win, you get the win. But especially with this, you know, the players know exactly what they're doing. Jim knows exactly what he's doing. It's not. It, 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 a smashing yeah. grab makes it sound like it's accidental, and it, yeah. it's nothing like that at all. Yeah. I'd just like to make one comment on that. And I I wouldn't call it calling someone out, but it was someone on the message board that I'm not happy with, the yellow board. And he said Jim's lost it because of the way we were playing. If he had seen any of our previous games, he knows that is exactly the way we play football when we defend. You do not say Jim's lost the dressing room because of the way we defended, because in that second half, boy, did we defend. Uh, that just annoyed me because it's such a it's a stupid comment to say Jim's lost it. How, how can you say he's lost it? We've just beaten League One Rochdale. This is how we defend. We do. I mean, uh, just that comment annoyed me. He's helped yeah, me. In the second half, we just head, we kick, we get it away, we break, we go on the counter, we move. That's us. That's how we defend. Wrexham away tells you that. Bromley at home last season tells you that. Bromley away this season tells you that. Tells you that. Rochdale away this season tells you that. It's just... Uh, Yeovil away uh, in the FA Cup oh, too, yeah, yeah. tells you that. Backs to the wall, kick the ball, head the ball, get the ball away, get it down the other end, and we go again. That's exactly how we've defended, and that's exactly how we got, how we've won. Basically, how we won every single one of the games that I just listed. And it's completely measured as well. It's that I feel as though, you know, if you look at Ash Palmer booting the ball away, I'm, I'm pretty sure that Ash Palmer is, you know, he's not a player. He, he's not, he's not me. Um, not that I can kick the ball away anyway. Um, but you know, he's not a. Um, He's not a 16-year-old player who doesn't really know how to play football, just yeah. boots it away and doesn't know what's going to happen with it. Jim's, you know, now that we're full-time, Jim will have taught those players, they'll have been prepared in the week, knowing about the opposition, where there's going to be space on the pitch, um, you know, where is going to be space to attack for Con Jennings, for Rooney, for, for Maynard, etc. Yeah. Um, and I feel as though when, when they're boosting away, when we're heading away like that, we know the system, get outside the box, and yeah. then we go again. Yeah. Um, so I never, sometimes when I'm watching us, you know, back to the walls, you could say, and it's sort of defending, it does make me pretty terrified. Not yeah, gonna so I that. think it, do, it makes yeah. everyone pretty yeah, it does. Not, not good for the um, old heart, but. Yeah, it's, it's not good for the heart. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm glad that I'm reasonably young at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, one, you know, one, once that clock stops ticking and. We've got the three points. I'm not really. I'm not a. If if we're holding on at the end, then maybe. But you know, we've we've pretty comfortably won that. So. Yeah. I mean, I just like to say, um, would this? There was. I think there's one game this season where 
just Torquay rings a bell where we've been the dominant side at all game going forward and we've conceded one goal. But yeah. Yeah, that... I'd rather us have two goals and defend like we do like that every single game than have us look like scoring five and concede one right at the right yeah. at the death. So, yeah. That's, yeah, if they have 20 shots, more, yeah. they have 20 shots, we have one and we win. I don't care. We could... Yeah. It probably we is sustainable long-term, but... Yeah. The three points is more important than anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I agree with that. Now, speaking of our goals, I'd like to discuss this topic. Shushing. What do we make of it? Because Danny Lloyd was pretty infamous for doing it. Mm. When Danny Rowe did it to the Cheedland in that trophy game, everyone... Danny Reed did it to the Cheedland, didn't they? Yeah, Reed. They all did it. They all did it. So, is it acceptable? We don't care. We don't care. But when someone does it to us, oh, we'll kick off e.g. two men will go on the pitch and offer out someone for a fight, offer out Danny Rowe for a fight, which personally, I mean, I don't like Danny Rowe, but I don't think I'd want to fight him in a scrap. No. Especially in front of, you know, 5,000 fans who don't really want you to have a scrap. Yeah. Yeah. No no one's there to pay to watch you fight something. Exactly. So I don't I don't back shushing, but Rooney is the type of character I'd get to shush, and I, I've I've learned oh, yeah. that Alex Reed is also the type of guy who would shush, and that is probably it in my in this team. Maybe Jamie Stott as well, although Jamie doesn't score many goals for County. Yeah. It, um, it's, it's a tough one because I understand like you want you want I don't necessarily like the shushing, but it, it's very um, indicative of the characters, I guess, of them. Like, yeah. it, like it just shows that will, yeah. it's that will to yeah. win. Like, yeah. yeah, absolutely, yeah. I'd, I'd rather us get, you know, like some people like, oh, oh, why are the shushners? Like, I'd rather that and have the players that are doing it than losing and be like, oh, well, at least we play, at least we didn't shush anyone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And look, I'm sorry, at the end of the day, when you've got 2,000 Bromley fans in there and no county fans whatsoever, mm. I don't know, maybe one or two stuck in. No, there was, apparently there was that. quite a few. I listened, where did I hear it? I think that apparently there was quite a few was in London-based ones. Oh, so, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll take I thought, it. I thought you were going to snitch on some people travelling. I was like, say no. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, all right, in the London conurbation. Um, but I, um, I, I feel as though if, if you play, you know... Vast 99.8% probably Bromley fans in that ground today. Um, who wasn't really? There were no players. You know, I'm not condoning it or agreeing with it. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to put the podcast in any risk whatsoever. Uh, but uh, not that it would be. Um, <laughs> Bromley to sue us. Uh, but I, but I, when you know when you've got. As I say, but I don't need to repeat myself. When you get have that many fans there and you, you're shushing them, and as well, I don't think that Rooney's the most liked player on the pitch anyway by most players. Um, what was that? What game was it where a player called him a certain expletive and was quite audible uh, over the airwaves? I'm not oh, sure. I can't caught that. It was I, can, a game, be, I can believe uh, it though. I can definitely believe it. Yeah, yeah. Rooney was kind of, I think um, Rooney went to a slide tackle, um, and then the player goes. I'm not sure who it was now. And then the player goes up to him and, and gets uh, pretty annoyed at, uh, annoyed at him, let's say. <laughs> words, words, words were exchanged. Yeah, words were exchanged. exchanged. Certain words were exchanged. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so I, I, I can completely understand uh, when Rooney and, you know, Mark Hitching did yeah. that today. 
Yeah. Now to the future, boys. Barnet and Sutton coming up. The beginning of our Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday throughout December. Um, Barnet, what are we thinking? Barnet's slightly on the turmoil. Um, picked up a point against Willstone today. Should then, beat him. I think we're probably I, in agreement with that. Yeah, but then it's also, this is a sort of game that like you think... Yeah, this is an easy win. Then we go and lose. Like, um, yeah. I won't. Call, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't call it an easy win. But it's a winnable game. We should win. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be. I think a lot of fans would be. I mean, Barnet. If you look at them right now, are twentieth in the table. Um, all the teams below them have got games in hand on them. So, you think really, we should be probably picking up points. The three points there. Yeah. But I also don't want to disrespect them because. No, you know, I don't. No, I don't think. With our team and with our class, we should beat them. But as a but again, it would be classic county for us not. If you know what? Yeah, I mean. definitely. Um, it does worry me. Yeah. Uh, just the uh, idea of Barnes. I've got bad memories of well, haven't really got bad memories of Barnes. Actually, you know, the away day in 2018 was brilliant. Um, but as a team playing, they're very very physical. And you know this are. season, it, this season it hasn't really benefited them that much. You know, twentieth in the table, as you say, um, but it, it would be typical county. Uh, they, it's becoming less. They someone in the FA Cup, though, didn't they? They beat. They beat someone. They beat, I thought they beat a league team in the FA Cup. Um, is, they might have done. They might the, have done. Um, actually. Well, they played them three times, but they lost beat, to Wembley. Beat, beat Burton. Ah. Beat Burton. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, they did, they didn't did they? That yeah. With, uh, ten men as well. And they they got to play Brentford last season. I'm pretty sure. Um, in the I, FA I, Cup. I, I have done. Did be or something? Yeah. No, the year we the wee year we lost them. They went and played Sheffield United and beat them. Mm. But, right. But I think there's been a lot of change. Sheffield United from my from my window. So. Yeah. All right. I think there's been a lot of change at, at Barnet because of I'm pretty sure they're in a financial financial difficulty. Yeah, it's very weird at Barnet. They've got. Yeah. They're in. Uh, they're, they're definitely in financial difficulty, but it confuses me because their their ground. I don't think they own their grounds, uh, despite the fact it's really nope. modern. It's you owned by. It. It's owned. Yeah, it's owned by them and London Bees, um, hmm. who are the rugby team in that area, and they're also owned by another construction company. But I saw plans a few months ago for huge developments. You know, yeah. to expand it to say twenty twenty five thousand. I think it was. Um, and I was pretty confused. How is this happening when Barnet could not be a club tomorrow? Because that was the severity of the situation. Yeah. I think we're a bit safer now. But, I mean, I, I can believe that they're in financial difficulty. I don't think it's because of the attendances. I think it's because of presumably bad management of the club um, financially. But they've, I feel I'd never like... I'd, Barnet are an exact example of why I'd never like County to move away from Edgley Park. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah. you know, it's, don't get me wrong. I I love that away end that they've got. Maybe love is a bit of an exaggeration. I like it. It's quite nice. Um, but I'd, you know, I'd, ra- I'd rather go to Dulwich Hamlet right beside the Thames, uh, for example, if I'm sort of talking about non-league clubs here. Uh, you know, they're, they're in the middle of a housing estate. They're not even in... Barnet, they're in um, they're they're in they're nearer to Boreham Wood than Barnet, I think. So yeah, it's it's a, it's a funny one with Barnet, I suppose. Yeah, um, we should beat them, and it would be concerning if we don't. But it'd be classic county if we 
we if we didn't beat them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Saturday's opponents, Sutton, they're on a hell of a run. They've beaten Solihull Moors um, today 4-1. Quite, well. quite, yeah, quite comfortably they, they beat the Moors. Wow. Um, will probably be a tough game. I think they're, th- I want to say they're third, but don't quote me on that. No, they are second. Oh, so wow. Sutton are, um, Sutton are pretty much at the minute the only team even close to Torquay. Wow. Like, yeah, Torquay oh, this on will be a- Sutton 26, Notts County, the nearest, on 20. This will be a hell of a game then. Mm. And it also looks like, from a county perspective, that we'll be playing Chase uh, with Torquay, like we did play Chase with Chester. Oh, sorry, with Chorley. No, no. With Chorley, yeah. And we know how that went. So, yeah. Oh. I think, personally, I think Blaine Chase benefits us. Because every time we went top in that 18-19 season, we lost, apart from the final day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does, yeah, it does. When I look at that league table, I mean, how many points are we now off Torquay? Quite. We're, we're a lot. We, we we're 12 points. Back. Anywhere near them, we have to win all our games in hand and we'd still be two behind them. And it's so weird as well because it seems to... I'm really confused about how it's benefited them because we were we were top of the league, weren't we, before we played Rochdale in the FA Cup? Uh, I think we were third, I think. Uh, we, uh, we've not been top this season, I don't think. No, we have been top, I think. Yeah, we've been top. Okay. I, don't, I don't think we have. I don't think if, we have. If we've been top, it'll have been after... Dover. When we when we lost to um, when we lost to Weymouth when we lost to Weymouth, which is the game before it, we were second at the time. We were five points off Torquay though. But then obviously at that time everyone had games in hand on us. Yeah. Like Sutton so, had two in hand on us. Eastleigh, Hartlepool, Solihull all did. We've, and we've now got catch up. We've got the games in hand. We we've beaten Bromley. I'm hoping we'll beat Barnet. Mm. I'm hoping we'll be, and then I think with this little bit of form, hopefully we can beat Sutton and put ourselves put ourselves back in there, which should be which should be mm. the ultimate. But then, if we do win those two games, realistically, we're pretty much back up in the title chase. I mean, I know obviously Torquay are a bit far away at the minute, but we'd certainly be in the playoffs. Yeah, 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 we're in the playoffs. It does. It's very intimidating looking at that league table at the moment. Yeah. Um. But at the same time, you know, the league table is just numbers at the end of the day. You know, we've it without that three-week gap, I, I think we'd be nearer to the top now. And it, you know, if we play Torquay tomorrow, who are top of the league, supposedly the best team in the league, I think we'd, I think we'd win. Uh, I'd win, say three, three, four, one. I think that we're a way better team than Torquay. And I don't want to sound uh, yeah, arrogant, yeah, arrogant. arrogant or naive or anything like that. But I do think that we've got better depth than Torquay. We've got, you know, we've got a midfielder who's already on double figures this season. Uh, we've got Alex Reid who's in form. So at the moment, I think that we're still the best team in the league. Yeah, um, I mean, that but, first game of the season, we were the better side. Yeah, yeah, we were. But the one thing they've got, which I don't, which I don't think we've got yet is the most never-say-die attitude I think I've ever seen, because they've already scored something like six goals after 85 minutes, and that must have got on all That used to be our didn't it, for the last couple of seasons? Yeah, that used to be us, but I'm sure that I'm sure we'll find it. Yeah. 
head confident we'll find it. I mean, Chester, Chesterfield two one in the league. I was say, yeah, Chesterfield. That was really good. Oh, really good. Very late, didn't they? But yeah, no. Um, I'm still conf. I'm not as confident, but I think we can still do it. I'd be happy with the top three finish personally. Yeah, I I think we're certainly good enough to get in the top three. But then it's also obviously the playoffs. Are, well, I know it's a cliche phrase. Playoffs for lottery. Like you could be Wrexham uh, a few years ago. End up with 98 points. Oh, yeah, I Did saw that. The the they yeah. were so far away better than every other team except um, the champions, who I think was Leetwood. It was yeah, either was Forest Green, wasn't it? I can't remember who it was exactly, but whoever the, they were so buying away better than every other team in the league except the champions. But get to the playoffs, you don't win them. I mean, you know? that was the same with who was it? Who was it? I, I want to say Blythe, but I wasn't sure. There was a team in the national in the Northern Premier League a few seasons ago who got 101 points and lost in the playoffs. Oh yeah, I want to I say mean, that was Blythe. I don't but I'm think not it's sure. Blythe. It, You'd be gutted, wouldn't you? Yeah. It's, uh, it, 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 you don't so, want to ask for not to maintain yeah, that season in the Premier League. Yeah. yeah. Anyhow, um, I think that's all we've got. Has anyone else got any additional comments? I've got well, a couple of things. First of all, um, what do you think of, um, well, because it came up, I don't know if it came from your feeds recently, it came from my feed, um, Kings Lynn charging £22 for a children's standing ticket. Um, And what do you think of that? Because some some people will defend it by saying, oh, we've got to um, pay the the plays. But I think if you're charging that much... You probably can't afford to be at this level. Like exactly. I don't know if you remember, Vauxhall um, yeah. Motors. They took a five um, five league deduction, didn't they? Because they couldn't afford to stay at the um, National League North level. Um, with with regards to Kings Lynn, if you look at when they released their season tickets, which was very quickly after the season was sort of called off and they were champions, um, then I think that would have told you a lot about the financial situation that we're in because. You can learn a lot about what the club's financial situation is when they release their season tickets, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they, it's very quick. Yeah. It's an exact example of how unsustainable football is at the moment. You know, of what what was it? someone? It was someone, and it might be an owner of a club. I'm not sure it was talking about how unsustainable the championship is. You know, the championship. I think people say the championship is the most unsustainable kind of league in football because the club's trying to get to the you know the holy grail of the Premier yeah. League. But I think even more so in non league, people don't look at it enough. I mean it's it's I feel quite strong about this to be honest. Don't want to rant too much, but it's gonna wreck the game. If you know AM a parent taking is pay, taking two kids, how much would it cost? Um it was like twenty five quid for now, twenty two quid for kids, wasn't it? No, so, it was it was um same price for adults and kids, but twenty two was standing and twenty five was seated. I think. So well, if you're taking if you're taking two kids and you, it's sixty six quid minimum. That's before Almost anything like having a drink at the ground, having a pie or a burger or whatever. It's insane. You can go to you can go to championship games for cheaper, and it's like King. Yeah. This may be harsh, Kings Lynn. Kings Lynn are not. A bit, if we were charging that much, I would be fairly angry, but also. I feel like if it was us, you could be like, oh, it's Stockport, one of the biggest teams in the league, you know, got a good team. Nah, I wouldn't be having that. 66. I, I, oh, I wouldn't be 
you can sort of understand sort of where it's coming from to be a higher price, but go to the championship over or Kings Lynn. Unless you're a Kings Lynn fan, you're never going to get any. Yeah, no, I think Kings Lynn fans are the only ones that will actually understand that decision. Even some of them they must like know their financial situation. Yeah, even well, some I of them were saying it was too much. I saw some. Yeah, you say that, but it shocked me. I mean, how many Kings Lynn fans? I think I saw one or two, and that's too too many, quite frankly. Below below their post, say saying, "Well, I'm happy to pay this much because it's the first time I've seen them for ages." Is that it, it's not like Kings Lynn have decided that there's going to be a pandemic and then they've decided to bring the fans back in a massive bonanza and they're yeah. going to have to charge them more. No, it's just coincidence. And they've been paid by the taxpayer. Um, well, actually, is it the taxpayer? It's the National national Lottery, I think, it's coming out of now. Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, but so so they've been paid by, by money that, that, you know, usually goes to charities, I think in order to keep the, the running their club. And that's great and everything. But then when you go and charge the community, which really is, is the reason they're getting funding, because football clubs are supposedly part of the community, and they're, they're charging 60 quid for a, a family that outs the football. I mean, oh, it's it's absolutely infuriating. If, if County yeah. did that, I'd, I, I'd be really annoyed. Very angry. You know, yeah. even... At county, uh, you know, when, when we go back to football and it'll, you know, full capacity again, I think it'll still be 18 quid for adults, um, at least this season. And that's 18 quid to go and see the beautiful new concourse, uh, which is another thing to talk about, I suppose. Uh, um, you know, and to, to be in a good atmosphere. Oh, it's, it's money-grabbing, absolute... Ludicrous. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Any other points, gentlemen? Well, as Frank brought up, the new ground, I guess, layout? Not layout, layout. Oh, the video. The video. Yeah, yeah. the video. What the a video. video. Woo! That was magnificent. What they've done to that Cheedland, the, the oh. Cheedland bar looks so The bar cool. looks incredible. I was amazed. Round. Wow. Just wow. When, when I Mark, saw... Oh, thank you very much. Thank you, Mark. Stop. If you're watching the podcast, which you wouldn't yeah. expect, we know you're a busy man. No, um, sure. take time out of his day to watch us. <laughs> but I was, um, honestly, before lockdown, I was under the, I was under the cheese lens in the concourse. Uh, you know that it, it's iconic that concourse. You've got the, you've got, well, maybe not iconic, but you get what I'm saying. You've got the the carpet beneath, which is absolutely full to the brim with air. Uh, well, you know, fallen 1990s at uh, Carlsberg and, uh, you know, a bit of everything, a few cigarette butts, a bit of chewing gum, uh, a few little... We get what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah we get what you mean. Uh, probably some um, illegal substances in there. I would have... Well, probably some dodgy well, substances. fans. No one does that in Stockport. Uh, yeah, we're, we're a clean uh, community. Uh, very uh, clean place. Yeah. Yes. So let's, let's keep it clean. Message to all county fans, and we don't expect you, you to listen to us. Um, but you know we're we're not we're not the the powers above or anything like that. Uh, but it, it'd be nice if it if it didn't get ruined too quickly because it looks very very uh, nice at the moment. It's I, I was amazed when I saw that. I mean, yeah, I weeks of of them painting walls white, but. Saw that. I mean, it, it looks like it almost looks as nice as Birmingham Station. 
Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't go to Birmingham Station often. That's a bit of a weird point. Uh, yeah. But you get what I'm saying, all the signage and everything, you know. I go yeah. yeah. Right. Gentlemen, thank you very much for your company. Uh, I just have one point. Oh, go, on. go on, one more, one more, go on. Free MSH. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> to me, no, that is a point that should be discussed. Yeah. But he must have done something to upset Jim to not to watch. I, I don't know if he has. I just think it's a tough it's a tough one because obviously we've only seen him play one game. Two. Obviously. Um, uh, actually, yeah. But then obviously um, he had a personal issue. But then it's like I feel I feel bad for him. I feel like he's someone like Sam Walker was a few years ago. I think we yeah. knew how good he was, but he couldn't get in the team. Sent it send him out on loan for a month. Macaulay, Macaulay could easily be either the next DeMeo or the next Sam Walker. Yeah. That is a dangerous balance, if you know what I mean. Yeah. He, and he's, yeah. he's got to make a call quick. Yeah. Uh, We've paid money yeah. for him. Jim's not going to have paid money for him for nothing. Yeah. Send, yeah. Get him out on loan to um, to whoever for a month or so. Get, unless, he, unless, obviously, he's going to be in our team next game, but he wasn't even in the squad today. So you think... Get him out alone, get him match fit, and then because we've seen him the little time we've seen him on the pitch, he's an excellent player. He will be certainly game. certainly be an asset to the team, but if he's not in the squad, it's a little pointless, isn't it? And could say the same about Gilmore, but I feel like he's been only just not. Yeah, even, Gilmore's come back from injury, and yeah. he was he travelled with the team today. Yeah, so, so he's slightly different because he's literally been injured. There has been a reason he's not played yet. He yeah. did travel. Um, MSH, didn't he, today? Yeah, he travelled. Sam Burns said. So he's, he's not... I, I don't know. I feel like we could... I, I can feel an injury coming. I hate to say it. I can feel... I don't want to tempt fate, but I can feel an injury coming in the next well, two Yeah. If, well, let's know. If we're going to be playing uh, uh, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, there's going to be an injury coming. There's no yeah. way you can maintain yeah. a level of high quality. Yeah. Fitness. Well, that's good with our depth of team, if you know what I mean. Two injuries yeah. from last weekend, didn't we? You know, both Stott and Palmer were injured in... Well, I think Stott might have been injured playing Yeovil, maybe, but Palmer got an injury midweek in training, didn't he? So, but yeah. Good thing is, we've got a nice big squad, so it's all yeah, right. We'll be fine. We can enjoy these times. Yeah, exactly. Right. I'll, I'll try that outro once again. Thank you, every everyone, uh, for joining us uh, for the fourth uh, Hatters Chatters podcast. Uh, I've been Alex, that's been Kieran and Frank. Thank you all for watching. Thanks for watching. See you Thank later. You. See you later. Bye. Thank you.